It is episode 92. Today we discussed some things from Ignite. I am Michael Askins, architect and technologist, and this is the Technology Architecture Solution Engineering Show coming to you from our virtual studios, potentially on video, definitely on audio. I don't know what we're going to do with this one. We'll see what how it shakes out. I'm in the warehouse with the backdrop behind me. Uh, <laughs> Dev's in the uh, Dev's in his uh, office. Dev, how you doing? Let's bring you in here. You didn't do my normal intro. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> in the studio with me today is Dev. <laughs> it's been it's been a while, and and I want to kind of preface this. This will be a a pretty quick record. Um, we did have a little pause. We ha- occasionally throughout the year we have little pauses. The pause, this recent pause, has been, uh, and I think we might have alluded to this maybe once before. We're trying to align our our last show of the year with episode one hundred. Uh, so that's super exciting, right? So yeah. we're, we're we're coming close to a hundred. Uh, people might think, oh, it's only a hundred. I mean, that's years worth of shows. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, people are like, oh, it should take you two years because if you do it every week, well, that you know, it doesn't work that way in 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 life. Uh, you know, you got holidays and you got time off, you got things going on, you got work stuff. So you know, we did we do have starts and stops throughout the year. Um, so that we're coming out of one of them right now, and we're going to finish the year strong. We're going to have a, you know, a, a, a turkey special, then a holiday special that's going to wrap into our hundredth year. So um, I know I'm looking forward to that. How about you, Dev? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. A, like you said, a, it was a nice little pause here for various different reasons and thing, thing things like that. So um, yeah, I'm excited for episode 100. I've haven't been a part of all of them, but uh, it's, uh, it's it's uh, definitely exciting. Not many uh, shows make it this far, so we'll <laughs> see. That is true. That is true. And you know, one of the things we were going to do was have have our ignite show as episode 100 because the first show we had was the ignite show. But then I started thinking, I think our prediction show wrapping up the year capping. You know, that's a good capstone, right? Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. So those, if this, if this makes the video, those seeing the scroller below uh, the technology architecture solution engineering show is brought to you uh, by aspirant. So please visit aspirant at www.aspirant.com. You're going to notice I have in my show notes, which I didn't share with you, by the way. So this is, this is going to be farm fresh for you. (laughs) Um, One of the things that uh, you know, I have the, the kind of bring up is some of the blurring of our shows. We had a show before that, um, that, that kind of showed what all the different things we have. We got a show for um, IT pro activities that I do, and also for some of the charitable things we do uh, on the other show. And then we have the technology show, which is, you know, aspiring sponsored. I've been having those conversation with shows uh, with a lot of aspiring people, not because it's low hanging fruit that I, I, I've heard some things throughout our, our tenure there this past year that led me to want to share that with other other business leaders and other IT pros. So I kind of dragged them along over to the other side, <laughs> even though this is the one that is sponsored by Aspirant. Uh, I dragged them over there for that, uh, to, to get to get exposure over there to you know that audience, because I think there's a lot of good things over there for people to hear and see. So one of the recent ones, I don't know if you saw the latest conversation with that was released out on LinkedIn and YouTube, Dev. Have, did you did you happen to check the one out with uh, Mike McLean? I didn't check it out, but I knew it was uh, with Mike M- McLean, uh, but I didn't have a chance to check it out yet. Check no. it out? Come on, man. <laughs> I've been in Despair Alley. For- you have. 
for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those who don't know, Despair Alley is that space where you wind up working through uh, a trade show or a learning show or event. Uh, we've been super busy finishing the year really strong. Uh, the Cloud Solutions team and Aspirant, a uh, lot of activity, a lot of year-end uh, stuff that we're finishing up and trying to make sure that our, our, our client base gets satisfied with what's going on. Uh, with their budgets and their cycles and their technology wrap-ups. Um, so we will be having, uh, this is kind of a little bit of a plug for, for Aspirant, we will be having a um, an event, a webinar for our Ignite impressions. Um, more along the lines, not casual like this, more formalized, the webinar where we're going to break down each one of the lanes that we have uh, from uh, Azure and infrastructure, modern workplace, data and AI and security, some of the top announcements and what those ramifications are uh, for businesses. So this is kind of the prelude, uh, almost, uh, dare I say, um, a trailer for that. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to take today because uh, we are, we need to get back on the wagon to make sure that we're getting the messaging out to people on, on technology. We wanted to make sure that we're, we're, we're satisfying that that need early and often on what was said at, at Ignite. Um, so I know you didn't really get to experience the full breadth of it live. You, you've you li been living in the backpack there. Uh, but a couple of the things that like kind of kind of hit me right uh, right off the bat was, you know, obviously the keynotes are always good. You know, some of the things that we discuss around um uh, security and some of those changes are are, are definitely good. Uh, there's been announcements around, you know, if you remember from, from mid-year, there was an announcement about Power BI being able to be charged monthly, right? Uh, well, there's some other services uh, that are available to be charged monthly now as opposed to um, prepaying for them. So you're going to hear a lot of that kind of stuff during that webinar, but I wanted to touch on uh, a, a couple things. So, you know, Endpoint Manager has the ability now to have compliance checks for Linux desktops. And people might be like, yawn, what is that? I mean, that's like, but that's important, right? There are organizations that have Linux e desktops and Linux servers and Linux solutions. Uh, that was one of the key things that I thought from a security perspective that Microsoft's doing is not just covering up their own products, they're reaching well beyond their own products into other clouds and to on-premises and other operating systems. Um, so I, I don't know if you had a chance to check that out, but I know, I know there's several... Uh, companies that I deal with on a regular basis that have developers that are developing inside of Linux desktops, uh, whether they're native on hardware or if they're VMs, uh, it's just that mindset for certain types of development and those types of individuals. I think it gives flexibility uh, to help enable people. What, what are your thoughts on that on that particular announcement? Um, no, I think I think it's good. I mean, I think like like you had said that you know. Microsoft, I think, over the you know recent years, has been more open-minded yep. with different platforms and and uh, things like that. And I, I think that that's critical when you're trying to reach a bigger audience and support to support a wider audience and, and things like that. Especially with their you know obviously not related to Linux specifically, but you know with the open data sourcing and with their .NET and, and all that type of stuff. Yep. Um, they've been more open to collaborating with the partners and collaborating with other competitors in the space and more of a frenemies, if you will, uh, <laughs> type, type of vibe to it. Yep. Um, 
And I mean, at the same time, even though there's Linux boxes out there and people are using them, I mean, Windows is still the most used operating system in the world. So it's not like they're hindering their own product by doing so. If anything, they're ingratiating themselves to those people who use those those tools. Um, so, you know, I, I think that that's probably the most critical piece of it is that, you know, ingratiating yourselves to those people it only can help you down the road. So keeping with that theme, the other announcement was there's going to be a preview in quarter one of calendar 22 uh, of being able to deploy DMG type applications to manage Macs. Um, so, you know, when I first saw that announcement, I was kind of like, I'm not a Mackie person, right? Um, I'm not an I thing kind of a guy. And so, you know, I scratched my head, but then I realized I was like, oh, you know what? There's a, there's a lot of people using Mac, even in, even during the day job, there's several people that we deal with on a regular basis that are, are Mac people. Um, so sitting there and, and looking at how we're able to use, you know, the Intune MDN agent for Max to be able to, you know, deploy it. Well, first of all, store the, the DMG and then deploy it in the way that you want it to be deployed is, is super nice, right? Uh, it, has a, it has the workflow of, you know, being able to support standard support through Intune of required, uninstall or available. Um, so that that's pretty awesome that they're enabling more and more for operating systems. Uh, it's about the people at this point, not about the platform, uh, or I should say the end user platform, because the back end platform is able to support all that. Um, and keeping with that theme, again, I'm going to bundle these all together before I toss it back to you is, is just in time registration for iOS and, and iPad OS, um, the setup assistant with modern auth. So in, in other words, for those who are, you know, I people, or it, you can do automatic device enrollment with Macs a, a lot cleaner. Uh, first half of 22, you're going to have this just-in-time registration model being able to roll out. So uh, I have conversations all the time from a from security perspective of like, you know, what tool should we use? We need to find third-party tools. We need to use, you know, how are we going to have our apps deployed through the Mac Store uh, or you know Play Store? There's all these disparate so solutions to accommodate a small subset of users that may be Mac users. Uh, but then if you really think of it. There's there's whole industries out there that are mostly Mac, right? So if you think of you know photography and you know media marketing, a lot of that world is heavily Mac because that's you know those that hardware and that software. There's a lot of it tailored towards it. Not saying there aren't options on the PC side. I am a PC. I am an Android. Uh, but just kind of being able to to have this set up and and work well is uh, is pretty awesome that they're enabling even more deeper. Uh, controls in is this a enablement um, piece is this goodwill or is this we can cover this so use our platform thoughts it's probably a little bit of both honestly um, you know I think you know especially when we talk about managing Max uh, in the past yeah, it's always been a third party platform I the one that I think is jabber that is that's it's called or something like that yep. uh, escapes me right now but um, you know, the people have leaned on that in the past for Macs while, you know, you've had uh, 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 config man for Windows devices and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, I think it's about, yeah, we can cover this. You don't need to use a third party tool to cover this anymore as far as supporting Macs and, 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 and iPad and iOS and, and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but also it's, you know, it's about, <clears throat> um, it's about, you know, kind of like what I said before, ingratiating yourself to those people platform. Because at the end of the day, now, nowadays, 
everything's subscription-based from a software standpoint. It doesn't matter what device you have in your hand. You know, you can access that same service. Yeah, it might be a little bit different maybe, depending on what device you're using and, 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 you know, what platform, whether it be Apple or Android or Windows or, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, but, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I personally have an iPad and I have an Android phone because um, I like that variety. And since the services I use, I use Google for my personal stuff, usually for like photos. And I have, you know, Microsoft for my files and things like that. Um, and it's I can access it the same way across all my different devices. And maybe the experience is a bit different for different things because they like to deploy different features for different devices at different times. I'll never understand that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it, you know, you can access these services anywhere. So it should be, the service should be able to support all, all the devices. So For a while there, the Teams client on iOS was far better than the Teams client on Android. I mean, some of those features seem to get there before it hit Android. I, I'm still pounding the drum. Hopefully the, 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 I can generate some of the same magic you did for Teams background. Um, right. Can we get an Android Auto Teams app so we can join meetings from Android Auto and not just have that reserved for CarPlay? Like that'd be a game changer for me, especially if I'm taking calls on the road or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't understand why they're why they're shirking us Android Auto Android Auto users. Um, but I would I always I'm always looking at the user voice and their roadmap to see what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, so Android Auto gives me challenges. Um, uh, just in general. So um, I, one of the reasons uh, we timed our year end uh, or the, our sabbatical, I was, I was away for a little bit on uh, on holiday or vacation. I, I don't know why I called it holiday, I guess, because the rest of the world calls it holiday. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I was, I was away and I uh, was lucky enough to, from where we went to get a rental car, which they were really hard to get. Uh, I've never seen the rental lot in this particular place we went so empty in my life. And it wasn't because people were all running around renting cars. Um, but I, I, you know, plugged my phone in to charge it and I was like, Android auto. And I'm like, Oh, I, I don't want to talk to my head unit to put a, a maps location in because I have everything all pre-stored and especially the place we went, I had all the locations. I created a list inside of Google Maps so I can just touch yeah. and go. So I'm always unplugging it, getting to the regular app, because it, it, it just wouldn't work on the head unit. And I'm just like, mm, swinging, a, swinging a miss. <laughs> That's usually what you want to use. I mean, for Android Auto, it pulls it from your phone. So it, it wasn't pulling my, I wasn't able to access my list of save, mm -hmm. save, a list of saved locations to be able to just touch and go. It was, it was, it was quite an anomaly. Um, so I wind up, you know, and then there's multiple charging ports in here. So the family was with me and they're plugging their phones in like, which phone do you want to use Android auto on? And then, you know, yeah. One of my children's just like, use mine. Boom. It was, it was less than ideal. So, um, anyways, regard, I digress. The, I think the point that, I, that I'm making is that, uh, the, from our previous conversation here is that they're enabling more and more. Uh, devices that are not native Windows devices. Uh, they have integrations and controls in place for businesses that want to use or in, at least allow their people to use um, iOS devices or Mac OS devices. Um, there's a lot more controls and capabilities to be able to deliver the same apps that we're delivering to PC and to Android. Um, I'm a big Android fan. I'm a big, I got Samsung devices, a lot of them. Uh, 
you know, I, I struggle with, do I get a, a surface pro or do I just stay with the S seven plus? And every time I, I have it in the cart, anybody that listens to this show, it's in the cart. <laughs> and then it comes right back out of the car because there's nothing that that S7 Plus can't do because the apps are everywhere for me now. So, uh, and then you layer in Windows 365 on top of that. You can run Windows Desktop on top of your Mac, not using any kind of crazy configuration, not doing any kind of not so uh, buy boot or dual boot uh, buy OS type thing. You don't need to do any of that. You can have your desktop running in the cloud if there is Windows native things that you need. Um, so I think this enablement has been been there for a long while, but we're seeing it coming at mass with those little delta gaps that allow businesses to capture Mac and capture iOS devices from a management or deployment perspective. It's there now, right? Yeah. And then you take and you take a look at, and I'm going to toss this to you for your thoughts. Right. So I want an immediate reaction. What are your thoughts on Windows 11? running native Android apps, but they are only available through the Amazon store. Go. It's a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> it's a, it's a, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I mean, it probably, probably came down to financial business deals in the back end and, and how that works out because I'm, I'm sure my, there's no reason why Microsoft has never partnered with Amazon on anything else in this type of realm of reality. Um, so I, I, the only thing I could fathom is that the financial deals or whatever business deals that were happening to make this available on windows 11 did fell through with Samsung or Google or whatever. And that's why they turned to Amazon. And, and that's what happened. That's the, you know, that's my guess. Um, Samsung secure. store is not something you, it's more, more so Google. Yeah. yeah. It's more um, the Play Store, if you will. Yeah, the Play, the the, the, the uh, Google Play Store. It's yeah. the only thing I could. It's purely speculation on my part, but it's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Is you know historically, my especially now with the, the cloud wars with you know, AWS and Azure, you know, Microsoft and Amazon don't usually play well with one another. Um, at least when they don't go out of their way to do so, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why it's very interesting. Um, so you know, I, I think that's a. Uh, you know, it's it's curious. I, I I would like to know what went into that decision, but I assume it's probably has to do with business deals. It, it could have, or it could also be that the you know the AWS ecosystem for app deployment is grand, right? Yeah. And there might be there might be some integrations there that'll allow for more seamless apps to be deployed. So the challenge that I have, and this is one of the reasons why that you know I, I've I've looked at tablets. Sometimes I want some cheapo tablets. Um, cause I use, uh, for some of the video stuff I do for corporations and, or for speaking arrangements, sometimes I'll have to do some pre-recorded stuff and I'll have either a deck or something I need a speaker view, or I need a caption, uh, machines. So I'll like put nano telly on there or something like that. And I'll just need, I won't need an S set. I don't need to drop $1,500 or $1,800 on a, on a tablet for closed captioning or a slide box. And one of the things that I, I was look, always looked at was, Hey, let's describe one of these Amazon devices. Cause you can get a 10 inch Amazon for like 98 bucks, you know, <laughs> and the screens are nice. And, you know, I know people that have them and you know, movies look nice. I mean, they look, they're nice looking at devices, but they're not play store enabled. You'd have to sideload <laughs> all your apps. Right. So if I have an yeah. investment in some paid apps, like some of these uh, media apps i have some of them are paid apps now mind you 399 isn't a deal breaker but still yeah. nonetheless um yeah. it's one of those things where i'm gonna have to rebuy it right 
because it's licensed through each individual marketplace. Yep. So, so am I really going to bet? I'll, I'll maybe benefit if the same app on the play store is available uh, on the Amazon store. If it's there and it's a no charge app. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just not sure. Right. And can you sideload APKs with this Android support? Because if you can sideload APKs, then I don't care. I'll just rip an APK off. <laughs> and for those that don't know, maybe on the business side, APK is the, the format of a, the app that gets packaged for Android. It's an APK file. Yeah. And you have to turn developer options on on your phone. So if your organization ever made its own app and didn't deliver it through the Play Store, you have to go developer mode on your phone to sideload it into your device in order to make it available to you. Um, yeah. So I was curious on what your thoughts were on that. And, you know, it could be business deals. It could be maybe compatibility with what the market has been deploying apps on. Mm. And I, I think I would really like to see what, what the segregation of the actual apps that require cloud services, how many of them are in Azure versus GCP versus AWS. I mean, AWS has been around a lot longer, so it might have that footprint and it is very developer friendly when it comes to just wild west um, and not identity and access controls as, as tight as it is on, on, on Azure. Uh, and I'm sure the comments will explode on that statement, but I stand behind it. <laughs> So what, what were your, uh, anything you've looked at in the backpack, anything around interoperability? That's kind of what we're talking about today. If you haven't figured that out, uh, interoperability management of all these other uh, solutions. Um, we have further expansion, some announcements, further expansions with Azure Arc in your on-premises systems and in other clouds. Um, there's, there's been a lot of movement towards that way. Anything else stand out to you? Uh, I haven't been able to dive into the backpack too much because even after I was, I would, the conference was over. I was still huddled in the corner in an empty conference building, uh, <laughs> despair alley for the most part. But, um, no, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if this, uh, maybe not necessarily goes into the, into the interop, uh, topic of, of discussion, but, um, I watched a lot of the keynotes and, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out why Microsoft loop is a thing. And, and so, so uh, belay that conversation. We're gonna yeah. have a, we're gonna have w one of our next one of our okay. run-ins up to there is gonna be around. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be a collaboration topic, and okay. that'll be one of those. So, so that, that's, I, I, that's my first thought coming out of Ignite. I was like, why? I don't know, but anyway, that, that wasn't your first thought coming out of Ignite. That was, after that syllable left their mouth a mouth about a loop. Immediately, my teams blew up from you. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? Um, but so, um, so I, I understand why, and you know, the the need for fluid framework to be more than it is, especially when you look at the Notion world, the Mural world. The oh uh, yeah. Uh, so so there is a need to be able to you know stack and aggregate and and have. A, a file structure in a place to just grab snippets and lay down again, stay tuned to this space. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in depth. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, there's that. And, um, you know, I think they're I, with the Azure arc piece. I did watch the session with that. They're, I think they're bringing more Azure arc to the stack HCI and, and, and things like that. And Azure arc obviously is, you know, change the game for a lot of different people as far as the, you know, managing everything through Azure and everything like that. So, um, but I, I haven't had a chance to dive a ton into the, the backpack. Um, and as far as specific things around, around, uh, the, the, uh, interop, um, you know, I haven't had a chance to, uh, dive a lot into that. 
Yeah, for sure. Before we sign off, uh, we got a, a, a couple more points to make, but I also want to, again, bring attention to uh, uh, Aspire, our, our key sponsor. You know, in previous shows, we've had some really produced spots, uh, commercial style. Uh, you know, the, these stream live a lot, so I want to make sure that we're, we're making sure we give a, a tip of the hat to the Aspirant team. Um, so please check the show notes uh, and, and follow some links. You can find the cloud team, uh, all the stuff we talk about here, the cloud team at Aspirant can help, but there's also other offerings there. They're a management consulting team as well as technology consultants. So uh, definitely check out aspirant.com and um, yeah, stay tuned to uh, some things that are going to be good going on here, right? Um, we have some giveaways coming up. We're going to get put some links on the next show uh, for Aspirant Hat and Mug and an opportunity for you to get uh, some cloud services uh, from, from the team there. So uh, definitely stay touch with us. Make sure that on LinkedIn, message you can message me directly or anyone at Aspirant. Uh, you can reach out to us through our website too as well. So uh, make sure you stay close to that space. And again, uh, Mike McLean, CEO of Aspirant, was on the IT Pro Show, a conversation with. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes here. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, please do. Uh, I also had Dean Campbell. Um, he was on too as well. He's in our technology chain. Uh, so he he oversees a lot of that uh, space. So uh, we appreciate Aspirant sponsoring the show. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at PrimeD3. As I told Christopher, one day there'll be uh, the story where that came from. It'll be <laughs> underwhelming. It will be. People be like, oh, really? But one day, <laughs> one day that'll get out there. And also you can follow Mr. Devlin at DevlinMD13 on Twitter. You can always find us both on LinkedIn too as well. Um, so is there any other interoperability or anything you wanted to bring up about uh, Ignite that came out? I, I, again, the tone is uh, being more than just Windows, being more than just PC. Is there anything that came comes to mind or that you've seen recently that, that may have been brought up during that show? Yeah, so I, I did see one thing after I was going through the Rolodex of the, the sessions that I've uh, had a chance to look at. Um, but, uh, the Android open source project, uh, which is an, an, an interesting piece and they're adding, uh, Microsoft's adding support for that in, uh, October, uh, or just past October, I should say. Um, and they, uh, added the ability to manage devices that are running the Android open source project, um, and endpoint manager. Um, so, but the problem with this is that there is uh, Google, the Google mobile services for a Google play store. Things like that. These uh, the Android open source uh, project uh, can't access those services, so we can't deploy apps or anything like that. It can't be managed very well. Um, so there's apparently a new management approach. I don't know if you've heard about that or if you have any color on that, but I, I think that's an, an interesting piece. Because before the session, I didn't, I actually hadn't heard of the Android open source project. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was. Uh, didn't know that was a thing. Um, <laughs> there's so much in the technology world that you use. Sometimes it just skips, skips by you. But um, what are your thoughts on that? Where, where, where do you think it's going? Yeah. So, so uh, again, you know, if you listen to some of the past shows, yeah, I have a passion for IoT. I have a passion for a lot of the things that are mobile and you know interactive. And this touches on some of those some of those parts of my brain. So uh, there is a historical um, change by being able to enable this, right? You're able to, you know, wire into devices and, uh, and systems and apps in ways that we weren't able to do before where we were at, we were at the, uh, 
the at the mercy of of the 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 OS or code provider, right? So now there is going to be a tailored approach. Uh, just as I mentioned earlier, the way we're approaching, I say we, uh, when I say we, I say technologists and using the Microsoft stack and Microsoft specifically, I'm not saying we as in Microsoft, I have to clarify that. Uh, but the way we approach it is, is always been, how do we manage it? What are we going to do with it once the, the, the code in the OS or the devices that's running the code is out in the wild? So as we talked about earlier at the top of the hour, um, enabling more services and devices through Intune or Endpoint Manager is, is the key differentiator, right? So there's going to be some changes in how you interface with these open source type OSs. Um, specific, well, Android is kind of Linuxy, right? So um, we, we can handle that through Endpoint Manager if we have the approach and the right kind of uh, way to get at the device through Endpoint Manager. So I think that that's going to be the, the key hook. Um, and when I say... Android is kind of Linuxy. Android is Linuxy. Uh, just to kind of set the stage, we were on a um, Boeing 767 over the Pacific during uh, vacation, and the media center that ran everything did a kind of a refresh or reboot, and all the screens kind of did a flicker, flicker, and a message came across, and my child immediately said, "That's Android." I said, "That's Linux." And he's like, no, that's Android. And then we looked at the libraries and I was like, that's Android. <laughs> because the way the libraries were, the specific libraries is, is something that was is Android-y, right? And I was like, but I think it's Linux. I don't think the airlines are going to tell us what they're using for their media. But you know, we, had, we had a debate for like 20 minutes on the, a string of code that came up. Uh, only us would do that, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it, it's being able to have a device that you can actually have support and management around is, is important. And being able to develop solutions inside of your framework, be it a managed Linux desktop, a managed Windows desktop, or a managed iOS device or Mac OS device is important, but also the target thing you're developing for needs to be able to be supported and connected to. And I think that this is where this, this comes into play, right? So if we're able to, you know, provide new hooks with endpoint manager, which is kind of the path that was, that, that's the security episode we're going to have in 94 episode 94 or what have you. Um, we're going to talk a little, little security. Um, if we keep heading the way we're heading, we're, we're, we're managing a bunch of devices and OSs. We're also securing a bunch of devices and OSs. And that includes some of these open source, like, you know, some of the Linux, some of the Linux ports, or in, in this case, the Android open, open uh, source project. Make sense? Does that? I mean, does that does that help at all? <laughs> Probably does not. <laughs> no, I, I think it does. No, because I hadn't heard of the Android Open Source Project before, and it, I'm just curious because you know I think you know like like Linux, like you said, Android. There's a ton of different flavors of uh, Android, and you know with you know Samsung overlaying their one UI, and then uh, yep. I don't know why this came to mind, but uh, you have the hydrogen phones. Shout out uh, Shawness. Um, on those um, from years ago, but um, yeah, no, I, I, and that's what it comes down to is that you know, uh, you know, especially with you know working from home now, I'm sure there's probably a decent amount of organizations that probably have transitioned to BYOD, and lots of people have different devices, and you know, sometimes you need the ability to support that. And Intune is a great tool to do that, especially just from you know wiping work data and not touching personal data. 
um, you know, especially, you know, especially with phones and, and, you know, and even with, you know, computers and Macs and windows and, you know, the whole gamut of devices. So, you know, it's definitely critical at this point to be able to manage those devices and especially with probably more people using their own devices and to be able to have that delineation of work versus personal data, you know, I think is uh, critical. So, yep. Absolutely. Uh, I think we made it through a show that doesn't require any edits. <laughs> I, I think, think we did. We, I think this, we did. This might be the first one in 92 episodes. We made it. We didn't have to do an edit, right? Wait, yeah, this is episode did. 92. So maybe Not, we're finally, yeah, finally starting to get there. There isn't, there is like 30 seconds left in the show. So we could screw it up and have to edit the end, but I, I, I didn't cough or say, excuse me. or, or anything <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> uh, On that note, I wanted to say uh, viewers, thank you. We appreciate you as viewers, listeners, as always, uh, we have overwhelming support for this show. Uh, not only not only from Aspirant, our, our key sponsor, but also from you, the listeners. Uh, that's what keeps this show going. Uh, when we stop and we look at the, the various devices, kind of marrying the conversation today, the various devices and people and where, where we're listened to around the globe, uh, we really, truly appreciate you as listeners. Uh, we'll have a special message for all you on episode 100. So, you know, make sure you listen all the way up to, we're going to be giving some things away uh, along that way too, as well. So uh, I thank you all again, look in the show notes for any relevant uh, announcements and or links to what we've talked about today and how to reach us. Uh, comment in all the various platforms, wherever you're at. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Dev, sign us out. Bye. There we go. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Aspirant. You aspire, together we achieve. This production is for information and entertainment purposes only. Not all technologies and items discussed are compatible with your system or specific configuration. Your knowledge may vary. Consult a professional before trying anything discussed on this show. Visit show notes for relevant information and links.